0: This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read more on my blog, The Whole Dish, at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at e7oregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. In the last podcast, and the most recent post to my blog, I sort of issued myself a challenge, and I figured I better go public with it to actually make a good on it. And that was to do breakfast better. For my two sons, the oldest of which just started kindergarten. And I confessed that they eat breakfast cereal most mornings, which I know is far from the healthiest option, definitely far from the most economical option that we could choose. Breakfast cereals, in my opinion, are just highly, highly overpriced for what they are You're paying for all the packaging, marketing around it, of course, the processing of the actual ingredients, all of which I um, sort of decried in, in my last podcast. So that most recent blog post, I linked to a number of other recipes that were on my list to make ahead and freeze the majority of them. So we would have these options stashed away. And those recipes were frittata muffins, breakfast bars, homemade granola, and I also linked to a muesli recipe that I like to prepare. Switched it up a little bit and actually prepared a zucchini bread because we have a ton of zucchini in our home garden right now that need to be used. But I'm pretty proud to say that today concludes a marathon baking session to knock out (laughs) the majority of these recipes, plus a batch of croutons with heels, odds, and ends of homemade bread that I had stashed away in the freezer for that very purpose. It wasn't something that I actually intended to do for the day. But once my younger son and I had returned from the grocery store, with pretty much all the dry goods, most of them from the bulk food section at Food for Less, I, you know, started unpacking it from the grocery sacks and thought, gosh, why do I want to transfer all this stuff now to the pantry? I've got it out. Why don't I just start knocking this stuff out? I mean, it's the goal after all. Let's just get a few of these recipes done. And particularly when some of the ingredients were doing double duty, I had purchased rolled oats for the breakfast bars and for the granola. I had some coconut that I kind of thought I would incorporate in a couple of recipes. It, it was easy to just kind of get out everything on the counter kind of group it according to which recipe it was needed for. And that's was kind of my first tip. If you're going to do large batch make ahead cooking or or baking is to first of all have all your recipes identified, which of course I did. I had posted posted them um to my blog. So I had a grocery shopping list. I, you know, had all the ingredients that organized to go purchase and bring home. Then got them all out and got them arranged. And and this doesn't seem like maybe such a huge thing. It's basically akin to the French term mise en place when chefs have all of their ingredients for a particular dish prepped, chopped, diced, minced, and organized by their station so they can very quickly put the dish together. In this case, there wasn't a lot of pre-chopping of ingredients. It was mainly mixing, but it just saves needless steps around the kitchen. And when you have a number of recipes going at once, it's distracting to step away from your workstation and go find something in the pantry or the refrigerator. Not to mention that one of the recipes in particular needed room temperature butter. That was kind of, I think, what sparked the idea in the first place is here I had had the butter out of refrigeration, through the grocery store and home in the car. And I thought, well, I I don't want to throw this butter back in the fridge. It's, It's almost room temperature now. So left the butter out for one of the recipes, organized all the ingredients, grouped them together before proceeding. The next little bit of organization that further convinced me I could do this in just one afternoon matter of, you know, three-ish hours maybe for all of these recipes with kind of like a little pause to feed my kids dinner in between was that I could plan according to which recipes required which oven temperatures. I knew that two of the recipes I wanted to prepare needed to be baked at 400 degrees. The granola, I thought, well, it makes sense to start that because it can just sit out and cool while all these other things are being mixed up and then being baked, granola was 250 degrees temperature. I thought, well, while I'm at it, I'm only going to have one baking sheet of granola. Yeah, I could have doubled the batch. I thought, geez, let's just get these old heels of bread out of the freezer as well as I was pulling out my freezer stash of nuts and some different things that I needed for these recipes. So I was able to put together a sheet pan of granola, a sheet pan of bread cubes drizzled with olive oil and sprinkled with salt and pepper to all bake at the same time, 250 degrees for an hour or longer. And that gave me time to prep some of the other items, including the breakfast bars that had rolled oats and molasses, butter, sugar, um, cranberries, some... Of the large coconut chips, um, that's what they're called in the bulk section at Food for Less. They're a lot larger than just the flaked coconut, as well as the frittata, quote unquote, muffins, individual frittatas prepared in a muffin tin, which were the topic of this, the last podcast. Basically, concurrent to the breakfast bars, they I could have had them in the oven at the same time, I actually didn't, just because while The breakfast bars had been sitting out on the counter, mixed up and ready to go. Slid those into the oven at 400 degrees once it came up to temperature from the granola. And then I just needed that time to get the frittatas assembled because the breakfast bars only took 12 to 15 minutes. By that point, I had a muffin tin of mini frittatas ready to slide into the oven at 400 degrees. So it worked out really well that way. I saved my zucchini bread which calls for an oven temperature of 350 degrees for last simply because I got the batter mixed up on the heels of the breakfast bars using the same mixing bowl. I didn't even bother to clean it because it's a very, very similar mixture starting with butter and sugar creamed together, eggs. The breakfast bar wasn't really a batter so much as almost like a cookie dough, Really, really thick cookie dough scraped out really cleanly. And so I was able to mix up the zucchini bread batter almost immediately and actually put that in the refrigerator and just hold off on it until I was ready to bake it off, which is after I, I had served my kids dinner for the evening. That's the other tip that I kind of concluded about this whole exercise why baking numerous recipes at once if your intention is to offer several things this could work if you're doing a school bake sale and cooking a few similar items i just happen to be doing it to stock my freezer and pantry to give my family better breakfast options for the next few weeks and that's to reuse your mixing bowls and measuring utensils that saves a lot of time just washing getting things out and hey if you're already going to have out your stand mixer I happen to have a special cabinet that pulls my KitchenAid up to counter height and then recesses it when I'm done but a lot of people You have to do a lot more to manipulate a heavy mixer right where they want it on their counter. They maybe have it pushed away in a corner until they're ready to use it. If you're going to have, get your mixer out for one recipe, just make the most of it. You know, mix up more than one batch of cookie dough, do doubles, put it in the freezer. And then when you need something last minute and, you know, have time to mix up, cookie dough. It's there, ready to be used. And in fact, I've had great success slicing barely thawed cookie dough, mostly still frozen, and putting it right on a baking sheet in still in frozen rounds, putting it in the oven and the cookies come out perfectly. So many baked goods, quick breads in particular. Um, cookies, cupcakes, all freeze beautifully, which was my idea, of course, with these breakfast bars, with the zucchini bread. I was able, of course, to reuse the same bowl for mixing the dry ingredients several times. I mean, they're similar enough. They're just flour usually in your leavening agent, salt. The first batch I had some oats in it, but you don't need to wash that in between these very, very similar recipes. I felt like the whole process for me was very efficient which is far more gratifying than really the the end result because i've said over the years i'm just not someone who really gravitates to sweets and so i'm a very very ambivalent baker which is why this baking marathon makes a lot of sense i don't enjoy it enough to get out my recipe books and just whip up a batch of some kind of baked good when I have a, a spare half hour or so in any given day. I just, you know, want to have this stuff ready, have it on hand and say, I did it. Whew, dust my hands off for another few weeks. One of the things that my boys actually helped me mix up and, and I have talked to a lot of cooking experts over the years, some chefs, and, and this is something that I've heard more than one person say over the years, so simple for kids to do. My boys are very into cooking, very into helping in the kitchen, and this was kind of a no-brainer. It helped, it was the first thing we did, and it still, their attention span was still there. And that's the granola. And I used this recipe posted to my blog called Homemade Have It Your Way Granola. And that was published in 2011 on November 30th, Handmade Have It Your Way Granola. And there's a few different flavoring suggestions, hence Have It Your Way. And they are Dutch apple, Jamaican, and chocolate cherry suggested in this recipe. Of course, you can make granola any way you like with any nut, any dried fruit, any seed. That's kind of the whole point. But it starts with three cups old-fashioned oats, a third cup packed brown sugar, a half teaspoon salt, a third cup some kind of neutral oil. This calls for canola or vegetable oil. I've said in previous podcasts, I prefer grapeseed oil or avocado oil are both great neutral oils. A third cup maple syrup and then the other flavorings of choice according to how you want this to taste. So it starts by preheating the oven to 250 degrees lining a baking sheet with parchment paper. In a medium bowl, combine the oats, three cups, and the third cup packed brown sugar and a half teaspoon salt. Just a word on the oats. This calls for old-fashioned. Of course, that's often what you will see if you buy pre-packaged oats, like such as Quaker brand. Often, if you're purchasing from the bulk section, they'll be labeled rolled oats. You just don't want quick-cooking oats for this recipe. That's the main distinction between types of oats. There's quick cooking, which they're already like par cooked and then dried out again. But this is just standard old fashioned and or labeled rolled oats. Combine those in a mixing bowl with third cup brown sugar and a half teaspoon salt and set that aside. In a small saucepan over medium heat, combine the third cup oil and the third cup of maple syrup with two tablespoons of water. Bring it to a boil. This happens very, very quickly. I mean, it took like probably all of two minutes on my stove. And then pour that over the oat mixture in the mixing bowl. Of course, if you're incorporating children into the preparation of this recipe, you, know, you want to be careful of hot liquids. Of course, I always warn my kids when something's hot, you know, what they can touch, what they can't touch, wait until it cools off. And they are pretty attentive. It only takes getting burned one time (laughs) for them to pay attention the next time. Using a spoon, stir until this is thoroughly coated. I'm gonna just back up a minute. We elected to prepare the chocolate cherry flavor. My kids love chocolate, I mean, like most kids, but they also really love bittersweet, dark chocolate. We make hot chocolate out of unsweetened cocoa powder and milk or cream. So they're very familiar with that product and kind of gravitate to it and and help make their hot chocolate. So before we ever poured on the wet mixture of maple syrup and oil, we had already incorporated into the oats, sugar and salt, a quarter cup unsweetened cocoa powder And mixed that all together. Then when you pour over the liquid sweetener and oil, it's very, very evident, particularly when you use the cocoa powder, I think even more so than just the plain oats, when this is all moistened. Because all that powdery appearance is gone, it starts to look like chocolate in your bowl. Because you just keep stirring until all that cocoa powder has been absorbed into the liquid and it's not um, dusting the sides of the bowl. Once that's all incorporated spread the mixture onto the parchment paper lined baking sheet and bake in the preheated oven again 250 degrees for an hour stirring every 15 minutes or until it's dried and lightly toasted. I actually did not stir mine and the reason was that my kids like kind of big chunks of granola. When we purchase, store-bought granola, we happen to find a big chunk, and they're there, ooh, yay, big piece of granola. And they kind of almost like fight over those a little bit. And so I wanted to break this up more by hand than to have a totally homogenous, textured granola. It would basically be just like kind of pouring oats out of the, the container. I wanted to have this be a little bit more rustic, have a little bit more character. So I didn't stir it at all. And when it had about 15 or 20 minutes left of baking time, I actually sprinkled about a quarter cup chia seeds over the top and also about a quarter cup of unsweetened coconut flakes chia seeds or something. I like one of our favorite store-bought granolas also has chia seeds. I keep them on hand, although I don't use them in everything, mainly hot cereals, but I think that they're a good addition in this case. And just add extra protein, extra fiber. After that had all cooked for about an hour, took it out of the oven and let it Cool completely, and I left it for a couple of hours because, again, I had other recipes I was dealing with, I didn't need to do anything with it immediately. And then came back to it a couple of hours later, and again, kind of broke up this almost like a sheet of granola on the pan, kind of crumbled it up a little bit by hand into the container that I was using to store it um, in the pantry, and then layered in um, the large coconut chips that I purchased that I mentioned some dried cherries and then when I had the container about a third of the way full with all those things it shook it up a little bit to kind of combine it and then just kept layering in the granola pieces the dried fruit the uh, coconut chips was kind of kept shaking it up this recipe also calls for a half cup mini chocolate chips I substituted the coconut because I kind of feel like cocoa powder is enough chocolate particularly if you're eating this for breakfast we don't really need to gild the lily with coconut certainly I think goes really well chocolate with cherries as well I like those flavors together it's also a featured ingredient in the Jamaican flavored version of this granola it calls for stirring into the dry oat mixture a half teaspoon ground mace, a half teaspoon ground allspice, a cup of cashews, which would be really delicious, and a cup of large flake unsweetened coconut, that same product that I purchased, which also is labeled coconut chips sometimes. Stir all that together with the oats, then add your liquid sweetener oil mixture. And then after baking this Jamaican flavored um, granola, Add a cup of chopped dried pineapple and a quarter cup chopped candied ginger. Which I'd love to try this one. Candied ginger has become really widely available in bulk food sections. There you have it at Food for Less in Medford. It's something I think used in the right recipe and you know in the right quantity can really, really wake up the palate, particularly in the morning as a as a breakfast dish. It'd be great the other option that was listed here was the dutch apple and the spices that go in this stir into the dry oat mixture or a half teaspoon nutmeg two teaspoons cinnamon It's pretty predictable and a cup of walnut halves stir that in add the liquid sweetener oil and then after baking add to the granola a cup of chopped dried apple and a cup of golden raisins. So that's Have It Your Way granola, three different flavoring suggestions. You can find that recipe on my blog, The Whole Dish, www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. You can find it by going to the archives and selecting from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page, November 2011 and it should come up as the first post from that month because it was posted on November 30th 2011 under the headline time to kick kitchen workshop into gear so give that one a try for back to school for homemade gifts for holiday treats